And welcome back to Beginnings. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. My name's Andy Addis. I have the privilege of pastoring Crosspoint Church, and you're joining us on a spiritual foundational trip. We are trying to implement some of the basics of the faith, some disciplines that will help move us forward in a very dynamic and meaningful way, things that we can use now and will propel us forward for a lifetime in our faith life. We are trying to grow ourselves by launching these beginnings. We have uh, accomplished several things already as we're on week four of this 12-week journey, but this week we focus on something that is fundamental across the board, across cultures, and over the eons. We're going to talk about the issue of prayer. Now, prayer is something that everybody does. Now, you may not consider yourself a religious person, or you might consider yourself very religious, but there are very few people who never pray. Even those who say they don't pray will often find themselves in moments of stress or anxiety or tension or grief or loss. They'll find themselves crying out. They may not always direct it in a way that we would uh, maybe qualify as prayer, but people reach beyond themselves because there is a God-shaped hole in every human life. And when that pressure of life comes in, when we finally realize that we aren't God and there's something missing, when there is a need that's bigger than us and we have to find it, that's when we're driven to prayer. Now, a good chunk of us, especially those of us who are interested in this journey, are probably seeking a, a Christian prayer, the kind that you associate with church and the Bible and spiritual growth, and, and that is a healthy endeavor. So let me just communicate this to you, that the key to prayer if this is new to you and maybe you say, I don't know how to pray, or maybe you think, no, I pray all the time. This isn't a struggle for me at all. Either way, let, let me help you out. The key to real prayer, biblical prayer, is to remember it's a conversation. You see, some people who pray actually tell God a lot of stuff, but they're not in a conversation. Some people who pray actually meditate but they don't communicate. So what does it mean to be in a conversation? Well, prayer has to include several elements. It has to be you talking, you listening, understanding your circumstances, and understanding your roles. So a real prayer is going to be you speaking words to God, whether they're out loud or in your heart listening because he will communicate back. And this is very often the difficult part for most of us. We'd like to hear a voice, but sometimes we have to listen deeper than that. And circumstances. We need to know that anytime you have a conversation, the circumstances dictate how you talk to one another. And finally, what about roles? I am the prayer. God is the prayee. Well, I, I don't really know if that's the best way to phrase that. He is a father and we're his children. He's God and we are not. He is Lord and, and we are servant. And to communicate in those roles, all of these things I think are amazing. They're, they're opportunities for us to understand how to speak with God and understand the huge blessing that it is. So let me give you the first three things that I believe uh, are hindrances. They keep us from talking. They keep us from listening. They keep us from understanding that prayer is essential in all circumstances. And they keep us from understanding our roles, the, the communication between who God is and who we are. Here are the three. I just made them three L's so that we could communicate them. Language, language, Length and loudness. A lot of us don't uh, feel comfortable in prayer because of language. We heard some deacon back in the day go, Oh, Lordeth my Godeth, I cometh to you beforeth in your beatitudeleth mercies. And we use language and these and thous and end everything with a th sound. Uh, let me tell you, uh, God does not speak King James. God is the author of humanity. And no matter what language, dialect, or vocabulary level you have, 
that should not intimidate you. God will hear you as you are. Next, length. Some of us have gotten trapped with those relatives or in those church services where they prayed on and on and on. And it got us to a place where we thought, I could never pray like that, so I must not be able to pray. Remember, it's a conversation. Sometimes a conversation is hours. Sometimes a conversation may span days. Or sometimes a conversation could be a quick word, a text message, or it could be an ongoing conversation that you pick up here and you set down there. So don't let length be a barrier to you as well. Or loudness. Some people are very animated when they pray, and you've seen them pray in public, and it's almost like they're preaching a sermon. The sad truth is they probably are, that they're really talking to God only in form when they're actually talking to those who are listening to them and addressing it to God. And they speak well and they're eloquent. And what it does is it takes the rest of us and kind of makes us feel like, man, I don't know how to pray. So don't be intimidated if you don't know the language or you're uncomfortable with the length or the loudness and the the presentation is something that uh, that is intimidating to you. Don't let those things hold you back. Let me tell you why. In the book of Romans, it says that the Holy Spirit will interpret even our groanings. He knows you so well that if your only prayer was, God, blah, because that's all you could come up with. I mean, the day was so frustrating. Or, dear Jesus, and then sobbing. The reality is that the Holy Spirit can take that emotion, that feeling, if you direct that to God, and even when you don't have the words, it says that he will interpret your groanings. And beyond that, he doesn't qualify it by saying, after you've studied this or know this or done this, he simply says this, those who know Jesus, in the book of Hebrews it says, can come into the throne room of grace with boldness and confidence. Yes, you you are invited into the presence of the king so that you can come with boldness and confidence, not shying away and not knowing what to say and staring at your feet. He says, you are my son, you are my daughter. And even if you don't know what to say, I will dig deep into your heart and understand you words that you don't know how to express, but just come to me. So prayer is important. God has laid the groundwork and made this one of the most important and and blessed things we can take part in. You can hold audience with the God of the universe anytime you desire. So let's learn how to do this. Let's let's talk about prayer. Now, again, maybe conversation comes naturally to you or maybe it's awkward, but If you have any hesitation at all and wonder if maybe my prayers could be more than they are, you're in good company. The disciples who ran around with Jesus, I mean, the guys who looked Jesus in the face, at one point, they asked him a significant question, and it was about prayer. They had seen him pray. They had watched him pray. They had had known that he had gone off when they were still tired, and he was out praying, and, and he was a prayer master. He and the Father were one. And so at one point, the disciples asked the question, Uh, Lord, will you teach us to pray? And that's where we get something called the Lord's Prayer. Now, the Lord's Prayer, you need to be careful. We memorize it, and we should memorize it. We should know it word for word. But it wasn't for the purpose of us repeating that prayer. Why? Because here's what it says. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, this is the Lord's Prayer. It says, pray then like this. In other words, don't pray these words, but Jesus gives us a model. Now, how beautiful is that? We have a model for prayer. In other words, he is telling us right now what it is that we can pray around, like, towards, and gives us kind of a framework until we come to a place where it's just incredibly natural. He says, you want me to teach you how to pray? Here's how you pray. So let me read it to you. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, great words. And again, commit it to memory. It's a great model for us. But let's break it down in its essential elements. If you were to pray a prayer like this, I would say this. You begin with number one, adoration. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He begins by saying, God, you're amazing. In heaven and on earth, there's nothing greater than your name. And we can adore him for a sunrise, for a blessing. We can be thankful for the gifts that he's given. A great way to start a conversation with God is to adore him and just say, thank you for being you and thank you for letting me come into your presence. Next, the prayer says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, after adoration, here's the next part of the model, submission. And that's where we admit God is God and we are not. Your plan is better than my plan. Not my will, but your will, Father. And maybe you'll have some specific things that you've been wrestling with. Maybe some things that you've been disobedient in. And these are things that you need to say, God, you're right and I will yield to you. God, this is your day. Let me be your servant in this day. God, this is your family. Would you receive this family and help me to be a good dad, a good mom, a good son, a good daughter? Whatever it is, but we spend some time and we submit to him because it's his kingdom that we want to come, and his will be done. It's already happening in, in heaven, and we want to be part of it on earth. Next, it says, and give us this day our daily bread. So after adoration and submission comes provision. Now, this is what we're usually good at, isn't it? We can ask God for all kinds of stuff. Uh, through junior high, I would be embarrassed to see the list in heaven for the stupid stuff I asked for. Let me ace this test, even though I did not study. God, help me make the, the basketball team, even though my skill set is uh, not exactly where it should be. God, let her be the one. Y'all remember that prayer, don't you? Yeah, that one right there. I know we're destined to be together forever. Thank goodness God was smarter than us. But we still ask. He wants us to ask. But look at how he says this. Give us this day our daily bread. We ask for things. God, make me famous. Make me rich. Make, make. He says daily bread. God, help me today. I trust you for the long haul. You're in charge of the direction of my life. That's why I submit to you. But today, I've got this assignment. Today, I have this conversation. Today, I have to pay this bill. And we pray for provision. God, please provide these things. Now, notice also it's daily bread, not a rich buffet, not a huge spread out in front of you for the whole neighborhood. It's important to note that when we ask God for provision, that we're asking for our immediate needs and their needs. Can we ask for once? Sure. Can we talk to him about our desires? Absolutely. But the model is that we would ask for our daily bread. Next comes kind of the hard part. After adoration and submission, then comes provision. Uh, or after provision, rather, comes confession. Now, confession is the part of the prayer where he says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. This confession is uh, about forgiveness, finding forgiveness by confessing to God and also forgiving others who've done us wrong. He says debts and debtors. Literally, when we have done God wrong, we owe him a debt because everything we have from the very breath that we breathe belongs to him. And so when we have sinned against him, when we have gone against him, we have used his body, his world, his time, his resources uh, illegitimately, and we owe him. It's a debt. But others have done that to us as well. And he says, as I forgive your debts, make sure you forgive others. Matter of fact, the word confession is really interesting. It means to agree with God. You're not really surprising God. Whenever you confess something, God in heaven never goes, oh, really? Oh my goodness, that's never been it. It's God agreeing with you. Yep, we're on the same page now. Now that you know, 
and you know that I know, we can move forward. And that's what confession is. The forgiveness that we want from God should be able to flow through us to the forgiveness we offer to others. And our confession should include both of those. Now, we've gone down a road. Adoration, submission, provision, confession. There's one more. Protection or direction. Protection or direction. The last part of the prayer says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And boy, don't we need that prayer today. Not only in a very safety sense, like I'm flying on a plane, God protect me. Or a spiritual sense, God, the eyes of my children are susceptible to some horrible advertising. We need God to protect and direct our lives. And so we ask him to not lead us into temptation. It's okay to throw a blanket prayer out there and say, God, help me. But I think every now and then it's really important that we focus on the things. Just like we agree with God in confession, we converse with God about the difficulties. And when we do that, part of just talking to him about it creates an awareness, and that's part of the protection and the direction. So there you have it. We have an incredible model that Jesus has given us. When his own disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, he taught us that we are to pray in adoration, submission, provision, confession, as well as protection and direction, all there in that wonderful Lord's Prayer. So whether you pray privately, and this is just something you do in your prayer closet in the quietness of your own living room when no one's around, or you pray publicly because you've been asked to pray over a meeting or to uh, to pray at some get-together, or maybe you pray ministerially. You just lay hands on uh, the shoulder of a, a family member or a friend who's in need. These are the elements that we can pray through that will always help us make sure we cover the bases and that we are actually having a conversation with the God of the universe. Now, I'm going to challenge you to memorize the Lord's Prayer. It's more than a verse. It's memory verses, but they will pay off in the long run for a lifetime of use. So here's a couple things let me encourage you to do before uh, you conclude this week's beginnings podcast. Start a prayer journal. I know praying is something that most of us think we we mumble or we say, but but I often write out my prayers. And if you don't write out your prayers, at least record your provision requests, the things you're asking for, the things you hear from the Lord. It's great to go back and see what God has done. You can really celebrate the fact that there is a God and he's involved in our life when you see uh, the results by keeping that prayer journal. So yes, next, memorize the Lord's Prayer. Make that a part of who you are and, and how, you, um, how you roll spiritually. And then finally, there is a Reading It Right Bible study card that on the back of the Bible study card, not does it only have the stuff we talked about last time, all those incredible um, tools to help us study God's Word, like the key to the map. There's also a section that has everything we just talked about. It has the Lord's Prayer and has the breakdown with these words and a reminder on how to pray through adoration, submission, provision, confession, protection, and direction. There is a link in the podcast email if you're getting that. If not, you're just hearing this and you don't have an email, go to Reading It Right dot com and one of the options is a downloadable card you can order a print one but if you just want to get one right away and you don't mind having just an electronic copy you can download it for free and uh, and start using that right now i am so blessed to be with you on this journey as we continue to grow we know of the assurance of our salvation we're walking through baptism and bible study bible reading and now we've talked about prayer we've got so much to go but god is growing us so quickly and he's giving us so many great opportunities 
my prayer for you is that you would find blessing in the journey. And since this week is about prayer, let me take just a minute and pray for you. Now, if you listen to this on the road, you don't have to close your eyes when you pray. I promise. Keep them open. If you're driving, let me pray for you. God, I thank you for those who are listening in. May we do more than listen. May we take part. May we grow. God, we come to you and we adore you. You are amazing. You are worth every bit of energy that we could give. And that's why we submit to you. Our plans are inadequate compared to yours, and we want to fulfill your vision for our life. So give us the insight that we need. We ask you to provide for us the direction and the the in energy we need to do the things that you need us to do, that you've asked us to do, whether it's get on our knees and pray or read the scriptures. God, we ask for you to carve out the time, carve out the energy, and carve out the motivation for us. We do confess to you that we have replaced opportunities to be with you with so many other things. We are often so distracted, and um, God, we are sorry that we have prioritized things over you. Forgive us. Now lead us in a way that today we can be a witness and a minister for you. May we see your protection and direction over our homes and our lives, over the places that we have to go on this very day and the plans that we have for the near future. God, may we find ourselves looking at you and not into the eyes of temptation. You're a great God, and we love you so much. We pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you guys. We will see you next week as we continue to grow with these brand new beginnings as God takes us on the journey of a lifetime. God bless.